Somebody get this big walking carpet out of my way. Chewy. We're home. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Walking Carpet, the Geekiverse's all-Star Wars monthly podcast. I'm Josiah Leroy, resident Star Wars fanboy with me today. Oh, you finally admit it. I've <laughs> long admitted that I was a Star Wars fanboy. Do you read none of my bottom about me section in the article? Uh, I want to be um, resident Star Wars fangirl. All right. Yeah. Boom. Done. Cool. High five. Woo! Hope you heard that. That was good. That was a good high five. That was a good high five. To my right, wooing there, that was Sammy B. Hello! And across the <laughs> critiquing Josiah's terminology. Mr. Mr. Gif Pollock himself. Jeff Pavlock, Yo. the Polish Pro Game. What's stuff. up, guys? So, uh, Walking Carpet, we are just a few weeks away, really, from Star Wars. The next Star Wars movie, Solo a Star Wars Story. It's an exciting time to be alive. So we just had the Avengers. Yes! Which, you know, mind blown. If you want, you know, we're not going to spoil anything. We should keep that in mind. If you haven't seen Avengers, but... Go check out our spoiler cast. We get into a big discussion on everything from Infinity War. I think that's uh, that's the movie to beat, though, for movie of the year. I don't uh, I don't know if uh, Solo is going to get there. Oh, I don't think so. No, not at all. I mean, it, I, I I'd like to be pleasantly surprised. But I would be very surprised if it could beat Infinity War. Infinity War is so ambitious, you know. Yeah, it is. Solo feels safe. It does. It does. Which is not bad. Well, I mean, no, Solo doesn't seem safe because I feel like it is ambitious. With them casting, like, not Harrison Ford as Han. Sure. There's really no way they could have went without it, but, you know. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. But you you like Black Panther better anyway, Pavlok, right? Yeah, that's my Really? Movie. Yeah. yeah. Did Infinity War? Yeah. Um, better story. Lauren might be in the same boat with yeah. that. I would, I would say a lot of people probably are. I am not. I think Infinity War was better just because it tried to do a lot more, and I think it succeeded in doing a lot more than just about anything else. It's. I mean, it's a top five MCU movie for me, by the way, which is... Uh, a fun, fun little ranking if you go to thegeekiverse.com. Check that out. <laughs> was uh, that the article that Sweet Lou was, like, freaking out about? <laughs> yes, he said, and I quote, I was shaking from frustration. <laughs> Damn it, Lou. That's okay. Hey, you like what you like, and I, w- I like what I like, so that's okay. Tell him to fight you, and we'll record it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just audio record the fight? Not even... <laughs> 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 how dare you that's how uh, that would go so uh, yeah uh star wars anyway uh we'll go through a little bit of the news some fun facts here and then we'll jump into the solo preview we're going to preview some of the actors and actresses that appear in the film uh, what they've been in before and what we can expect from them moving forward so sam as you were trying to peek at this day in star <laughs> wars history thank you very much uh may f- it's not this day we'll say this week because you're hearing this may 2nd but this came out on may 1st uh, anyway, Timothy Zahn renews the public's passion for Star Wars with the release of *Heir to the Empire*. Uh, in the ah. uh, the oh my gosh, what am I saying? The Grand Emerald. Why can't it throw? Tr- distracted by Lindy over there. I'm like, what has he got in his mouth? <laughs> Lindy is a dog for the folks Lindy, at home. Lindy, Lindy is, is a, a dog. dog that has made many appearances <laughs> on the podcast. That you I was say no. He's a human. Unintended keep in a cage. appearances, we might say. <laughs> but what does he have in his mouth over here? <laughs> so uh, the Grand Admiral Thrawn trilogy uh, was very, very popular. Probably, I would say, the most popular piece of Star Wars literature that didn't make this canon with, uh, yeah, with Disney and Lucasfilm. Like the expanded <sighs> universe. But Thrawn's back. Mm-hmm. Zahn's on to his second new Thrawn book, which is coming out shortly. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. But uh, did either of you guys read any of those? I did not, believe it or not. I didn't. No, I want to. I yeah. never read the novels. I read Dark Horse's graphic novel adaptations of them. Yes. Okay. So, I got you. I did yeah, one or two I, of those. I can't speak for the novelizations, but I read the comic version of it. And so, I loved it. That's one of that's maybe my favorite story from the expanded universe. It says a lot when they make a, a novel into a comic, right? You know, yeah, I think yeah. that's, yes. you know, that's, that's something for Star Wars <laughs> it is. I'll say I like, you know, Thrawn. For other stuff. I, I like Thrawn. He was uh, honestly, he might be my favorite Star Wars villain. If we're being perfectly honest. Yeah. He's a good one. He's very compelling. Had a nice run on rebels as well. Right. Yeah. That was cool to see him come back there. Yeah. So, uh, fun fact, uh, of the episode here. I wanted to mention, uh, since we're talking about Han Solo, the, uh, at the end of the return of the Jedi, this is a, a pretty well-known fact. We knew Harrison Ford wanted to be killed off multiple times, uh, throughout the movie he, he wanted he thought it would mean more if he was killed off george lucas thought it would have too much of a somber tone if he was but uh harrison ford said 
I thought it would give more weight and resonance, but George Lucas wasn't sympathetic. <laughs> he didn't want me killed by those teddy bear guys. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ewoks, obviously, is what we're talking about. Why there. would the Ewoks kill Han? It's a they good were question. on the same side. I uh, I don't I don't know how that would have gone over. Unless they like thought that his advances on Leia were unwarranted, That's <laughs> and they were defending her. The other thing. <laughs> but that would have been really hokey if the Ewoks had killed him. You think? Oh, well, just as much as the Ewoks taking on the Empire. No, I'm just kidding. They didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm glad they didn't because that'll lead into certain. Uh, Certain things we'll talk about later in the episode. We're going to talk about some of our favorite Han Solo moments to date in the the existing four movies that he was in. Um, elsewhere, for Solo, a Star Wars story. It's a uh, recent report. We knew there were a lot of reshoots, but it says that Ron Howard shot as much at, reshot as much as eighty percent of this movie. Holy coming crap. in! Wow. And, uh, when did he come in? We did the report in September, I believe. It was August or September that Howard came on board. Eighty percent. Yes. He must have really hated it. I think Lucasfilm must have really hated it. <laughs> you think so? It was them, not him? To release, to fire Lord and Miller like they did is, is a little bit unprecedented for a Star Wars movie that late into a project. Now, Colin Trevorrow was released from his duties for episode nine, but they hadn't even finished the script just yet. So yeah, that's early production there. Th- it's pretty early, but uh, that's saying a lot. 80% makes you wonder what that would have looked like. Ron Howard also tweeted out that he uh, he locked in the final version of the film this week. Ooh. Oh, cool. so, I mean, it's so only... It's, so it's done. It's done. It's, it's, say it's only, you know, like three weeks before it's supposed to be released. What a, what a monumental task, though, coming in that late and, and shooting basically an entire movie. Think yeah. about that. Probably rewriting a lot of the script if, if that was a part of it. Because I'm sure he wasn't just sticking with what was there. I'm really interested to see what it would have been. Me too. Like after, like after we watch it, if they're like, yeah, and this is what would have happened. I'm sure it will come out. Do you think they will? They'll I, tell you how it was supposed to happen. I would bet you the most we'll get is maybe hearsay here and there from like uh, a less relevant actor in the movie. Right. Like, I think they're very tight-lipped about this stuff. Mm. Well, well, any studio is. It's like the Justice League thing. Like, what does the Zack Snyder cut look like? We'll, we're never going to know. No. We'll never get that. And that's any studio. It's not just Disney. They're always going to be tight-lipped about, you know, what the previous version of a film looked like. Yeah, I, I don't think we're, we'll ever see it, unfortunately. Uh, and maybe we don't want it. Maybe we see Solo and it's a wonderful movie and we don't care about it. I always wonder what actors feel about reshoots especially ones extent like as extensive as that you in, uh, in what context you know I, I wonder if they ever get frustrated that you know you put in all that work and then you come back and you have to basically do the same like what if a what if some particular scenes were very you know physically uh stressful or trying on a on an actor you know especially sure. stunt work, especially like the stuntmen you know what do you, you know you put you literally put your bodies on the line and you probably get hurt here and there and then it's like oh hey you got to come back and do this in another couple months granted that's their job and i'm sure they're perfectly fine with it but i wonder if there's ever you know kind of like the you know just the inward sigh that you know oh here we go again well that could be the same as getting cut from the film like they you know they have like these parts that they like hire these actors for and then they don't even make it to final production yeah yeah, um, I mean, they, they would they would be tough. But, you, you know, you're doing essentially maybe double the work, up to double the work, I mm-hmm. should say, for same pay. It's a dog-eat-dog business. It is. But it's got to be right. You oh, know, yeah, like absolutely. For that investment. Yeah. It's got to be right. Uh, elsewhere, we have a new Star Wars animated series coming out this fall. This was rumored for a long time, and I'm glad it came to fruition. Star Wars Rebels just ended, which felt a little bit short to me, but... That's okay. And on a high note with four seasons of that, we're going to get Star Wars Resistance, which comes this fall to the Disney Channel. Uh, they said heavily influenced by anime, which I think is very interesting. Yeah. What do you guys, uh, do you guys think of that? So this is, well, I should say, this is going to take place uh, right around the Force Air, Force Awakens time frame. So a little bit before that. So we're going to get uh, to focus on a young pilot growing up in the Resistance. Kind of like that. Um, what do you, th- you guys are to varying degrees, fans of anime. What, uh, what do you think about that, kind of entering the Star Wars realm and being maybe more bringing bringing a new fan base into an anime crowd? I'm really interested to see what kind of art direction they use Yeah, that's what I'm really interested in. I, I want to see the artwork because that was part of, like, I did not like Clone Wars because of the art style. I'm sure I could grow to love it, and I'm sorry, I have not 
take like bitten the bullet and actually watched it same with rebels i was like meh about the art style Mm -hmm. so i'm hoping that i don't know no, I, I hope w- it's good. I 100% agree. I, you know, I love Clone Wars. I love Rebels. I think the stories they tell are amazing, but I'm not super fond of that blocky, you know, three, exactly. yeah, 3D yeah. animation. I prefer a little more, you know, like the 2D hand-drawn, flatter, sharper angles and contours. Yeah. I, w- I would like to see, like, beautiful artwork. Like, maybe, I want to say more mature, but definitely get away from that blocky stuff what i think would be perfect is for studio mir to do this who does um voltron on netflix um and legend of korra oh yeah just the same studio who did yeah. avatar last air oh i, I would th- love it if it was the studio that did avatar that would be amazing i think that would be the perfect art direction for this i like that i like that they're also going towards more of a like a, a cartoony feel as opposed to like a think think like a pixar feel when it comes to animation i think that, right that's good for this um I liked Rebels more than I liked Clone Wars style, and this is going to be drastically different for me there. Mm. So, the show will feature uh, a pilot named Kazuda Giano. That's X-I-O-N-O. like that, so that's a little diverse, right, for, mm-hmm. for what we've gotten in a normal Star Wars protagonist in one of these animated series. This is a male or female lead? They, we do not know yet. Okay. They have not said it was a male or female. Gotcha. Um, I only say that because they've had, they've had a great trend so far of female characters sure I mean, since well, disney took over and even before because honestly you oh of course Ahsoka with clone wars of course no i i'm um, not saying they didn't before i'm just saying ever since disney took yeah, over oh they've yeah. definitely i mean between ray between Jin, they're killing it yeah that's yeah. for sure uh but that, so that uh, giano is a young pilot recruited by the resistance and tasked with a top secret mission to spy on the increasingly threatening first order I like that premise a lot i like that too i do too uh, <laughs> yep that uh, that sounds like a lot of fun because uh, we don't know about this time era very much. Very few True. bits of literature cover how, this. Um, how much before Force Awakens is it? Uh, let's see here. I don't know if it puts a time frame on it. All it says is it takes place prior to the Force Awakens. So I would anticipate, I would bet you five years. Five years before? That's just, yeah. That's just a guess because five years was what it was for Rebels before A New Hope. Okay. I really like that premise because I feel like that's going to create an extra little feeling of dread where in the setting they're not i'm sure there's going to be a lot of doubt as to how you know how dangerous the first order is people are going to say oh it's oh, just yeah. rumors oh yep. they're never they're never going to actually threaten the galaxy well, whereas as the, the audience yeah. you're going to know oh, oh yeah geez, exactly this happens in just a few years and they actually you know dismantle half the galaxy and that's what ends up happening with the new republic they don't heed leia's words mm-hmm. and they build up the power first order does and that's why she leaves yeah and she starts the resistance Exactly. So, yeah. I think it's awesome. I, lo- I love that premise. Um, so, Resistance will feature BB-8. Yay! Awesome. Uh, <laughs> Poe Dameron. Yay! Oh, okay, now I'm, I'm so in for this, man. I love Poe. by Oscar Isaac, by the way. <gasps> Seriously? Yes! Uh, That's really cool. That is really cool. That's extremely rare for an animated show to actually get the, you know, the live-action film actor. That, to me, says that Oscar Isaac loves playing Poe Dameron. You'll True. maybe enjoy this then as well. Primary antagonist Captain Phasma as voiced by Gwendolyn Christie. Yes! Wow. Uh, yes. So I, that's a huge get because you're right. They usually don't cross over into that. No, they don't. No, Very no. rarely. But, uh, you know, Phasma, for all intents and purposes, could be done at this point in the live action movies. So that's a nice chance for her to get a little bit more fleshed out. Yeah. Oscar Isaac doesn't appear to be done just yet, which is great, too, because we'll, we'll probably see him prominently in episode nine. Uh, but the cast also includes former Scrubs actor Donald Faison, uh, Saturday Night Live alum Bobby Moynihan, which is kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ex-community member Jim Rash, Silicon Valley's Josh Brenner. Uh, let's see. And Scott Lawrence is also notable. He's voiced Darth Vader in a bunch of Star Wars uh, video games in the past. So I don't oh. know what that is going to mean, but uh, I like it. <laughs> so uh, that looks really cool. Did you guys see the promo picture for what it, it looks like? It's just the logo. Uh, I think so. It's just blue and gold. Yes. Okay. I thought it was a video game. It looked like, yeah. I, it's hard to know, like, cause we don't know what like, uh, like a human character would look like. That's what you want to judge oh a lot gosh. of this off. But like BB-8 looks really cool. BB-8 looks like a Hao Miyazaki almost. Yeah. Art style. I can see that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think that they're, I think they're going to hit the animation on this. Don't you think they're going for a kind of a new they're, crowd with this? I like if that. If the yes. inspiration is anime and they're using the word anime specifically, they've got to be going with some kind of 2D hand-drawn kind of oh, look. looks so good. 
I'm really excited for and it. And it's just the corner of the logo with a little BBA. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, you know, Lucasfilm does a very good job with the promotions for this. Uh, Dave Filoni is coming back to uh, direct this and write this. He was the creative director for Rebels and for Clone Wars. So uh, we nice know we got good stories out of those two. Yeah, he's got a nice resume. Jeez. Very good. Uh, very good resume. Worked closely closely with George Lucas on those uh, yeah. prior to Rebels, of course. How cool is that? You can say, hey, I, I did, you know, th- the three Star Wars yeah. animated oh, shows. Yeah. It's really like, awesome. Uh, so that's uh, highly on my anticipated list for the fall season. Uh, elsewhere in news this week, uh, in an interview, Alden Aaron Rick, who's going to play Han Solo in the movie Solo, uh, I say, quote unquote, let it leak. This feels fabricated to me. Uh, that he is going to be, or his contract is three Star Wars films. Does Solo, in, is it, is that included in that, or is that Solo in addition to Solo? presumably would be included in so that. So two more than in addition to Solo. Hmm, I mean, interesting. That's, that's kind of the, I mean, we don't know. We don't know gleaming from that. But uh, basically what he said was, quote, three. I don't know if that's officially uh, public, but yeah, end quote. So... It's very rare, particularly with Star Wars actors, that they leak anything at all. I feel like it, when someone leaks something, like, six people from Lucasfilm come into the room and just, like, kill you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. There's someone just, per, like, uh, what, what's it called when they um, they come down from the sky? And they just... Par- parachute? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's fine. <laughs> that, I yeah. mean, otherwise, yeah. it's just plummet. I mean, no, I don't know what no, word you There's another P word. <laughs> plummet to their death. Another P word? There's another P word. Paradrop. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just like have a rope and you're just like going down. Yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like yeah. And they just movie. like, they just mission impossible you in the face <laughs> and <then> you're out. <laughs> they do chop you right in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> Next actor. That's, that's probably why they had to reshoot so much of this. <laughs> so, three movies. I've got some thoughts. What do you think that means? Do you that's think that means solo sequel? Do you think that means appearances? That's a lot of Star Wars is what it's I'm thinking. a lot thinking. of Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, and that, that makes me worried about Star Wars fatigue a little bit. Um, I think that right now it's left in the air. If Solo doesn't do as well as Disney hopes, I don't think that they'll probably make more Solo movies, but they might. he might make an appearance in a couple. How about in a Solo Boba Fett movie? Something like that. Crossover Ooh. into the, well, I say crossover. Oh. Star Wars is all one universe. Oh, don't you know. get me so excited! <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, so, <laughs> I'm ready for this. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I I don't know what it means. I don't I I can't see them doing like a solo sequel. I don't makes, either. You know, that's yeah. I think this is a one-off story. But if it does so ridiculously well, I almost feel like it doesn't necessarily mean that he will be in three movies, but he can be in up to three movies. Yeah. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. And a lot of the Marvel characters with the MCU are all under those ridiculous contracts too, which are kind of coming to an end with Infinity War. But, you know, well, we, we shall see. So I thought that was interesting. Uh, my, my guess would be appearances in other Star Wars story movies, anthology movies. I could go for a Lando movie with Donald Glover. I think a lot like, of people Oh could. my God, I would be like, yes! I mean, uh, I, I don't think there's any doubt he's going to be one of the runaway uh, oh, he, he already is. stars, right? Like from yeah. all the trailers, he's, oh, yeah. he's very popular. <laughs> Everything you've heard about me is <laughs> true. <laughs> he's, he's got a swagger to him, that's, oh, yeah. that's for sure. Yes, he does. So... Let's, uh, we're going to run through Solo, a Star Wars story here the best we can. Uh, time frame, we know obviously this takes place between episode three and episode four. Um, I don't know if they've ever locked down how many years it takes place before A New Hope, but Han is supposed to be about 28, so that's that's relatively close to A New Hope. How old was he in New Hope? I want to say he was about 35. Oh, um, wow. Well, Harrison Ford was 34 when they filmed, I believe. I think you're right on that. So either way, you know, maybe we're within... And anywhere from five to ten years, I think, is a safe bet because there's only twenty years between the two movies. Yeah, three is, and four. Is there like an official stat on how old Han Solo was in New Hope? Because I mean, just yes, because but ju- I don't know. I, I would I, say because just because Harrison Ford was thirty-four doesn't mean the character yeah, of Han Solo yeah. was the same age. He would have been. Why. If I, uh, I believe he was about twenty-eight. Okay, so he was a little younger than Harrison Ford. I think. Okay. Because Luke and Leia would have been nineteen. So he would have been slightly older than them. I see. Okay. Uh, I, I don't recall, though. I should know that. I don't, though. Anyway, uh, going through the... Fanboy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's bothering me. I have to look Turn it up. Turn his mic off. Uh, <laughs> I guess I could do that myself. Uh, anyway. Or I could with the way I fidget with the mic stand all the time. <laughs> don't touch it. So Alden Ehrenrich is Han Solo. 
the title character in the movie. What do you guys think from the trailer so far of, of him as Han Solo? Does he fit the mold? Does he look the part? Does he capture that swagger of a younger Han Solo? The, the premise here is that this is a, a less grizzled, a more positive Han Solo. Because oh, he yeah. hasn't been screwed yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No. He, he, he probably will be. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, when you first see Alden, he's so, like, his Han Solo is so optimistic and so less grizzled that I'm like, who are you? You look him. You don't feel like Han. But I'm sure by the end of the movie, he will have the embodiment of Han Solo. Yeah. He's definitely getting screwed over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do, you, yeah. do you think he looks uh, looks the part? Uh, appearance wise uh he has the hair i and i'm shrugging while i do that by the way i think there's certain parts that like side by side you can you can kind of make some similarities but it's really hard to do with harrison ford like he's a very unique looking yeah and i mean alden Ehrenrich is what 28 right now yes so harrison ford was like we said 34 when he filmed the new hope six years age difference i don't think they look alike at all I don't so, think so I kind of have a hard time looking at him and just you know immediately thinking that's Han. It's it's it, tough. I think I think this is probably a really tough casting. It is. I, I do too. I don't do them for that. Yeah, I saw something and I'm not sure if it was a Tumblr post or not, but it said I would have watched a movie where they had casted Harrison Ford <laughs> and pretended that he was young, even though he looked old. Yeah, like I, him trying to be 28 <laughs> and be like. <laughs> I saw the same one. That would have been great. I would have watched that actually. <laughs> him trying to convince us for two hours. Yeah, I'm yeah. 25. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the way he runs, even in Force Awakens, looks like he should have been walking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's so sad, but it's true. You know, like he's not that old, but yeah. I mean, granted, he did go through that injury with the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, set, but you know, hey, whatever. So I kind of like everything aside. It seems like this Alden's going to make this his own character, and I like that because I, I don't need him to be an exact Harrison Ford clone, even though it's the same character. I don't mind that he's doing his own thing here. Uh, so I like some of the interactions he's had with Chewbacca. Oh they, yeah, yeah, that's kind of fun. I like the second trailer better than the first one. Oh, I do too. With I regards do too. to him. First one almost felt like he was trying too hard, mm-hmm. if I'm being nitpicky. But uh, in the in the second one, I like how he talks to everybody. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems I like agree. it's going to be a fun movie. He definitely seems like he's just, he's very young. and Like, he's a newborn. Like, he has no idea how the world works yet. And I like that Um, it seems that, oh, gosh, what's his name? Uh, his mentor, the guy from um, yeah, True Detective. You- Woody Harrelson? Yeah, saying? Woody Harrelson. Yep. He seems like he's going to be his mentor. Yeah. And I, and I like that. So that's why uh, we'll move right on there. Woody Harrelson is going to play uh, a character named Tobias Beckett, and uh, that is going to be Han's mentor. Seems like he pulls him into this life of smuggling from what we can see. Maybe Han's first, maybe official smuggling job, if you will, like where he's getting really paid for it. Um, Han's also going to be involved in the Imperial Academy at some point here, so that that's going to be fun to have a little yeah. bit of a run in there. Yeah. Um, I like Woody Harrelson a lot. Happy that he's in a Star Wars movie. Almost surprised that someone like Woody hasn't been in any of the MCU movies. He just seems like a character that would have been like a maybe even in like the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of movie. Oh, I agree. You know, yeah. Uh, so I I'm happy with that. What a uh, what would you say is your favorite Woody Harrelson role? Did any anything come to mind for you guys? For me, I'll go first because I know you guys are thinking about it. Uh, Zombieland. Yeah. Yes. I love him in Zombieland. I think he's wonderful. He's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Best, maybe best part of that movie. Yeah, I would agree that that one is probably what sticks out the most for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just to say something different, I really liked him as the colonel in War for the Planet of the Apes last summer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I yeah. That's was, right. I, gotcha. yeah, I thought he absolutely nailed that role. Yeah. I did not see that movie, but from any scene I did see, whether it was trailers or even uh, B-roll, seemed like he was a good fit for that. Uh, so he's, a, he's a diverse actor. Yeah. Going all the way back to Cheers, even like this. Yeah. Uh, or in, <laughs> yeah. Um, I liked him in the um, in the Hunger Games. Yeah, I like him as Hamish. Yeah, I did like him as Hamish. When I read the books, I did read the first two before I saw those first two movies. Yeah, and so did he I. Felt like who I would have imagined as Hamish. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When they casted him, I was like, Oh my gosh, they couldn't have casted someone more perfect. Like dead on. Yeah, it was dead on. Yeah. Yeah. Just really, he's just really good. I think he's really good as a mentor role because that's kind of how he is in Zombieland. Yes. He kind of ta- uh takes um Jesse Eisenberg under his wing. He takes Katniss under his wing and Peter uh Peter 
and now he's taking Han under his wing. Um, but I liked Woody and True Detective. I thought that was really good. Um, obviously, it was the first one I thought of when I was trying to name the actor. Um, and Hunger Games. And there's probably a thousand more movies that I just can't think of right now that I loved him in as well. He was in another Jesse Eisenberg movie. What was that called? Uh, where they, it was... Um <laughs> but it was about magic essentially oh um, catch me if you can yeah, i loved him in that too wait was it called catch me if you can yeah no wait no now you see me yes, yes. <laughs> not the leo. leo not the leo movie <laughs> oh that's good that's the good. other leo movie without leo i know what you mean i yeah. know what you mean all right that's good that's good yeah so i uh i like i think he's gonna be a fun character in this i really look forward to his presence there uh, let's see who else we got here. So, you know, Sam, this is probably your, your moment to shine. Amelia Clark as Kira, which is spelled Q I apostrophe R A. Wasn't that the name that they were going to give Ray? Like there, that was the name of Ray's character in like the early drafts of the force awakens was Kira. Uh, they spelled that. it differently. I don't know that, but, uh, it's what, but Maybe. anyways, yeah, Amelia Clark and, um, she's from game of Thrones. Well, her big starring role was game of Thrones. Um, as Daenerys, Stormborn, Mother of Dragons, um, Breaker of Chains. I could go on. Um, <laughs> but uh, And she's also in the Terminator. Was it Terminator Salvation? Where she plays yeah. um, well, not, uh, Sarah. Genesis. Genesis, yes. where she plays Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Yeah. So I uh, I did not see that. I heard. Did you see that? Uh, Genesis? Yeah. I didn't. I should have, though, because I'm such a huge. Terrible. Oh, okay. Did you see it, Papa? No, but I didn't hear good things about yeah. it. <laughs> they, there were some bad things said about her acting yeah. and so, certain reviews <laughs> with it. Oh. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. You are definitely a Game of Thrones fan. So, I mean, what, what can we expect from her? Well, it feels like she is playing a very powerful matriarch. Like, that's how it, she feels like she's, like, in a high role of power in this movie. Does it feel a little bit almost like an anti-Princess Leia? Yes, yes. And I think, well, and I was telling you this while we were watching the trailer, that I, I think that Han falls for her and she betrays him. I wonder if that happens. Uh, I can see it happening. Um, one thing I think is accurate is that she, so they're both, I think, from the planet Corellia. Yes. Han is for sure. I think she is. And I think they kind of like grew up together. She might be royalty because doesn't Corellia have royalty? Like they have like the elite class. Yes. And she might like she looks like she has like the the really nice dresses, kind of like how Padme would wear. But she's from Naboo. But you get the gist. Yeah. yeah. I, I really like her presence in the trailers. Maybe they grew up together. Like she knew Han from like. Well, that's what I think. Yeah. I they, think they grew yeah. up together. And she needs something smuggled or knows someone i wonder if she went into kind of that life with him but ended up having a better outcome and Han had to go into like the imperial academy and i don't know that it's just speculation but i like her character i love her involvement from even just things like the the posters i i've loved the artwork and the art style that they've chosen for this they yeah have like that orange base yes with yes. the blocky letters like yeah that's fun yeah she seems to really fit the bill yeah she seems like she's very strong and it you can feel a lot of of she's pulling from her character of Daenerys because Daenerys is very strong and I yeah I just I like I said I feel like she's still gonna betray Han at the end Han's, Han's gotta get stabbed in the back somehow here whether yep. it's his mentor whether it's her so, you know someone yeah obviously he's not gonna have a good relationship with Lando you know, he's gonna oh yeah it's gonna be strange gonna get the Falcon yep yeah hopefully that is the poker game well Sabat game uh, that we're seeing where Han wins yeah yeah um, you know, hopefully we get to see the the lucky dice that he wins to hang from the kind of the mirror, if you will, of the Millennium Falcon that we saw in Last Jedi. But uh, there, you know, there's so much here. I, I can't wait to see all the Easter eggs. So, quick question for you, Joe, because watching sure. the trailer, Han doesn't know a lot about Chewie. So, does he meet Chewie like in this movie? The so the original premise, I'll say this, was that Han was a part of the team that freed Chewbacca from uh, captivity on Kashyyyk. Because the Empire took over. Yes. I I had heard that that was going to happen here. Anything we've seen from the trailers doesn't seem like that's happening anymore. Yeah. It seems like he meets him elsewhere. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if maybe he is a part of the team and he comes back and sees him later. I always thought that that was a great story because that's how Chewbacca kind of became like indebted to him. Yeah. Like on freedom, but they still wanted to be like close. They wanted yeah, to be best yeah, yeah. friends. I, I like that approach. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems here like they just kind of met each other. Yeah. The way he's like, you're 190 years old? You're like, you look great. Yeah. That's hilarious. 
I, I love those little bits of humor. That's I do too. Baton, you know, and I love that he doesn't know that Chewie can fly. Like he's like, you can fly this thing, and then that's when he finds out how old he is. <laughs> yeah. To me, I'm like, oh, he doesn't know him at all. I'm uh, I'm really hoping that they, they interweave those storylines somehow. I don't know if they will. I hope they do too, because it was really good. Yeah, yeah, I think that was one of the better pre-canon things, and I think that it was talked about early as well that it was going to carry over into this. But uh, I don't know. Time will tell, I guess, with that. Yes. Um. So. Another popular character here, uh, Lando Calrissian, going to be played by Donald Glover, Childish Gambino himself. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is definitely the show stealer for these trailers. That jacket. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see the feature? That featurette? swagger. <laughs> Just <laughs> everything. Swagger is the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Did, did you see the, um, there's like a, a two and a half minute featurette. It played before Avengers when I saw it on Sunday. Lane Regal's like pre-show thing. Yeah. And then I want to say it's on Star Wars' official YouTube page. But basically he takes you through a tour of the Millennium Falcon. Donald Glover does. And it's Oh, really? It's Lando's Millennium Falcon, he says. And he shows him the wardrobe and all the colors. He goes, you never know (laughs) when you're going to need one of these. (laughs) And then he takes him to the cockpit and he hits uh, basically the hyperdrive. Yeah. The the two levers. And it shows him like going into hyperdrive. And he's like, wow, that never gets old. Yeah. So I'll say this. He seems like he's very excited to play that role. And it seems like in the the brief things we've seen from the trailers that he really is head just blessed with this. And I hope that carries over into the full movie. I think you can feel it already just by like the way he like the way he um like does his lines yeah you you can just feel it that he is he is having the time of his life because i think everyone just loves his casting and i feel bad for alden because i'm i'm sure he's getting a lot of hate for his and it's tough it really is tough and i have high hopes for this poor kid why do you think he's getting hate alden Alden. I, I think he's got big shoes to fill in. I oh, yeah. wait, I thought you meant Donald oh. Glover for a no, second. No, 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 Alden, Alden. Easy, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, everyone loves yeah, Donald Glover. Why, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Yeah, replacing Harrison Ford. Yeah. Yeah. Luck, <laughs> lucky you. Yeah. I'll say this. It, it sounds like there were some rumors that came out from some pretty good sources that were correct on other Star Wars material, but Daisy Ridley had issues at first with Force Awakens before she came into her own. Like, J.J. had to work with her. There's some trying early days on set, I heard, where, like, she was not handling it well, uh, even to the point of tears. And obviously, she ended up becoming... You're coming into her own and really owned those two movies. Like, she's a wonderful actress. She needed some guidance. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard a little bit of the same with Alden here. This is a a really big kind of step for him. Uh, in in his career, and it sounds like Ron Howard was the guy that was able to come in and help with that. He's, he's got a you know not an easy task ahead. That's yeah, for sure. No, I agree. But uh, Donald Glover. So if you, if you if you aren't aware of him, here's just a few of the the wonderful things he's he's been a part of. <laughs> Community. Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> that uh, the the earliest most recognizable for me cameos on Thirty Rock as well uh, for quite a bit actually. Um, elsewhere, he <laughs> was in uh, Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> I just what? thought it was funny to bring up. Uh, he was in The Martian. He, Spider-Man Homecoming, if you remember, as Aaron Davis. Uh, he's going to voice Simba in the 2019 live-action Lion That's King. That's right, yes. I remember that. Uh, so yeah, once you get into, I feel like, Lucasfilm or Marvel, you're kind of under that same umbrella with Disney, so you, you kind of cross over. Uh, elsewhere, he... Ironically, he voiced the Star Wars character. Uh, in 2010, Robot Chicken, the Star Wars Episode Three special, he voiced Mace Windu. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta yes. love it. Uh, yeah. And he also voiced Miles Morales in 2015's Ultimate Spider-Man for two episodes. Lots of good stuff there. And then another popular show would have been Atlanta. Uh, yeah. I've never watched, but that's something he's known for. So um, there's, there's a lot to say about him. And, and his music. You know... Uh, his music on top of it. He's released three studio albums to date. He um he's such a talented dude. He uh, <laughs> he's he's a man's man. You know he's 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 somebody you, you want to emulate. He does everything. It's pretty awesome, and he's good at it. Yeah. I uh I think this is only gonna help him even further in in his career. Oh like, yeah. Not that he needs it. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. But, uh, this this is gonna take him even further. And uh, I think when we talk on the solo spoiler cast in approximately a month, we're just gonna be gushing over. His oh, yeah. performance. Oh, absolutely. 
Oh, let's see. I can say a lot about him. Uh, Thandie Newton. So she is voicing the droid that we saw. The droid's called Vale. No, no, I take that back. Thandie Newton is playing a character named Vale, who I meant was Phoebe Waller-Bridge is playing the droid we saw, and that is L337. So Thandie Newton herself, uh, that character I really don't know too much about. Uh, we didn't get too much of her in the trailers. I really, really, really thought for a second that she was going to play Han Solo's wife because in the Marvel comics, he gets married. Before, yes, he does. Yeah. Leia. Yeah. And I actually saw the comic where Leia, where she, uh, she lands and she, Leia's like, who the heck is this? <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Yes. It's pretty awesome. She plays a prominent role in some of those I different comics. I love Thaddy Newton. I yeah. love her. Yeah. I, I did I'm not know she was in this. I am so excited. Because she is in Westworld. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, yeah. She, she's uh, she's becoming a household name if she wasn't already. Mm-hmm. She, You know, I, I don't really know much about the character. I'm excited to see more. Um, I predict that with L... I don't... Before uh, K2SO in Rogue One, I didn't know what like what they called him. Like K2, K, whatever it is. So I don't yeah. know what they're going to call L337. But that droid, I predict, is going to be another popular droid here a lot like we've seen with k2 isn't that leet <laughs> l337 uh, i don't know yeah that totally is that's leet yeah oh my god that's awesome yes go. yeah okay so yeah. that makes sense <laughs> that's so, so cool <laughs> <laughs> that's damn funny she well i uh, i think that's gonna be a fun character i think the way her and lando interact is gonna be funny um so, you know, so far in the new Star Wars movies, we've gotten K2, we've gotten uh, BB-8, we've gotten some really nice droids. Uh, I think that's going to continue that trend there. So uh, that'll be great. Uh, Jonas Suatomo is returning as Chewbacca. He played Chewbacca in Force Awakens and Last Jedi. I love the interactions between Chewbacca and Han that we've seen so far. What do you guys think about seeing their relationship kind of come into play? It'll kind be- of- building it'll be cool to see the growing pains because we didn't you know we never really saw that too much in the original trilogy or in force awakens since by that point they had known each other they were you know bffs by then yeah this is they're really just starting to get a feel for each other almost feels like bro crushes a little bit too yeah you know i I like that a lot figuring out one another's quirks learning you know you know the the backgrounds of each other yeah i he does a great job as chewbacca um, I, I know it seems funny to say, but uh, those mannerisms mean something, you know, especially to Star Wars fans and the way he carries himself. Uh, it's good. Isn't mm-hmm. Jonas like tall enough to be an NBA player? Oh my gosh, dude. He's he, like, what, seven? I'm looking it up right now. I'm he, looking it up right now. He's over seven, I believe. He's six foot 11. Oh, I thought he was over seven, but that's pretty Still, that's close. a giant man right there. That's and crazy. the picture of him on Wikipedia is literally him in a ba- in basketball attire. <laughs> so... <laughs> Oh yeah, he did play basketball. He played I, at I'm he played at Penn State. That's pretty cool. He was a center. Dunking, <laughs> probably dunking all over these other 18, 19 year olds. Oh yeah. Penn State. Jeez. So that's pretty close to Geekiverse home base here. Mm-hmm. He played from uh played from 05 to 08 at Penn State. That's pretty awesome. And now he's uh, Chewbacca in the one of the biggest franchises in the world. Pretty cool stuff there. I, I think he's uh I think he's a fine actor and I like uh some of his Comedy, uh, comedy parts whether it was Chewbacca kind of like nodding in Force Awakens when they were like Han Solo the war hero and he's like, eh. yeah or yeah even like the the Porg scene in Last Jedi yep yep <laughs> the way his uh his eyes kind of shifted back and forth were so funny to me um <laughs> it, he, he, he nailed it yes yes he did Paul Bettany so the vision from the uh, MCU and many 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 other films uh he will play Dryden Voss who seems to be our villain here yep how about those little uh red weapons that he had in his hand they're almost like they almost look like red knives but with like lightsaber color it almost looks like um the praetorian guards weapons that they had in mm. the last jedi i was thinking of psi which are um very thin daggers like what i believe electra Raph- uses well no i was thinking oh. that but i was thinking of Raphael from the Ninja oh turtles. Ninja turtles. <laughs> <laughs> also it's got like that color um scheme almost like yandu's little arrow that he, he whistles yes yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah 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 so a mix of everything there it's kind of intriguing but i mean nothing's gonna be as cool as a lightsaber so uh, i don't know we'll see we we need to find out more about him in this movie 
Uh, let's see. Of course, it would not be a Ron Howard movie without Clint Howard, his brother, uh, making a, a guest appearance somewhere. We don't know who he's playing and what kind of cameo he'll have. Uh, John Favreau will be in the movie as well. Uh, he, let's see, he's playing a character named Rio Durant. So if you don't know, John Favreau is also uh, currently writing and going to direct the first ever Star Wars live action TV series, which will probably we we presume will come to Disney's version of Netflix or Hulu when that comes, or maybe just Hulu because Disney basically owns Hulu because Fox owns Hulu. Mm-hmm. So. That's about it in terms of the the cast and crew there. Uh, moving on here to our last part of the the podcast, we're going to talk about favorite Han Solo moments uh, that we have from the existing four movies that Han or Harrison Ford has been in. Uh, whether it's a funny moment, touching moment, you name it. Uh, either one of you want to start? Um, I can. I, okay. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, you got to. You got to it first. I got mine. So. Um, one of my favorite moments. It's like a like it's one big moment. It's after, uh, Han rescues Luke from Hoth from the wilderness of Hoth, and brings him back, and he's complaining to Leia about like about him wanting the kiss and about how she really loves him and all that stuff, and she's like, obviously you don't know women, and uh, she kisses Luke. And uh, Chewie laughs and he goes, laugh in a buzzball. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, she calls him a scruffy-looking nerve herder. And he goes, who's scruffy-looking? I love that part. That part made me laugh so hard. Um, Empire Strikes Back is a good good side of Han. Yeah. I, like, you, you learn a lot about him in Empire Strikes Back. Um, and then, of course, my other favorite is when Han comes and saves the day with Luke in A New Hope. When at the yep. last second you're like, oh no, it's not gonna work, and then he just, you know, that that nerf herder comes back and like helps him out, and they blow up the Death Star. It's like he's got a guilty conscience, right? Yeah, exactly. He feels bad, and yeah, just wants to leave, but he, he's always there. Yeah, That's Leia like, guilt trips him. <laughs> you have your reward. Basically, yeah. basically, yeah. Those are those are good moments. I thought about the uh, the Death Star sequence. Uh, I did not name that. You guys might be surprised what I I go for, but. Pavlik, what about you? What a, what's a favorite Han Solo moment of yours? I would also grab it from Empire Strikes Back. I really like when they enter that room in Cloud City where Darth Vader is waiting for them. And Han's very, very first reaction is to immediately pull out the light, uh, the blaster and shoot at Vader. He doesn't stop and think. He doesn't he doesn't you know panic he doesn't hesitate his very first instinct is to protect shoot his, first yeah protect his friends and take <laughs> down this guy who's obvious you know who's obviously the big bad guy in the story i like that's that's han to a t right there he doesn't you know he doesn't stop and you know try and analyze everything he just does what his heart tells him to in that moment and you know what it was was hey protect my friends and protect myself mm-hmm. i love that instinctual reaction on his part without spoiling anything with the this ties into the point, but with Infinity War, with how you feel about Thanos, did you guys feel like he's unstoppable? Did you feel like anytime you saw him on screen, like, what are they going to do? Yeah, I That's did. how I felt with Vader the, when I first saw Empire Strikes Back. And to your point, that was it. He was popping up everywhere. Like, mm-hmm. these guys are screwed. Like, what, yeah. what are they going to do? How are they going to take him down? You know, Luke's on a tough path. Han and Leia are basically running from the Empire. Like, they just, the Empire Strikes Back just captures intensity and emotion on so many levels. Oh, yeah, it does. And as a child, I hated it because I didn't like that the good guys lost. But now as an adult, I watch it and it is... You appreciate a, it more. Right? Oh, it is a... Per- like, I love it. It is one of the best Star Wars films. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, it, I, I like that point a lot, Papa. That's really good. Mine, believe it or not, uh, is if, if I had to pick... You know, one kind of telling moment for Han, it was when he showed his true colors and it's right on the bridge scene of Force Awakens. With Kylo. With I was thinking that too. <laughs> I I really like, in uh, beforehand, and we talked about it on our spoiler cast years ago for The Force Awakens, it was, when did Han know that he wasn't coming back? No, or when did he make his mind up that no matter what it was going to take, whether it was dying or not, he was going to go try to help his son come back to the light? And we said it was basically when Leia hugs him or they hug each other and she goes, bring our son home. And Han kind of has that look in his eye like, oh, this is it. Well, I, I would actually disagree with that. Really? I would say it's on the bridge scene because it looks like he might not do it. And then he sees him and he's like, <sighs> like he just, he, you can see the sigh and he goes, Ben. And then yeah. that's when you're like, and it's, and he knows, he knows. 
I love that scene for a number of reasons. And, you know, first thing is he's such a, a dad in that scene and he owns it. And it's not a role that Han Solo is clearly comfortable with. Oh, no. Or absolutely not. Even, no, no. Because of what's happened to their son. You know, like him, him and Leia were both selfish in their respective whether it was smuggling or running the resistance, they didn't take time to kind of focus on him, and he feels like a cast-off. And that's why he's there, and in, they inadvertently created their worst enemy because of it. Oh, yeah. So Han approaching that and having that conversation with Ben is super gripping to me, and Han doesn't back down, and he doesn't lose his temper, yeah. and he's a stern kind of father there and says, something that Han Solo wouldn't say, come home, we miss you. Like, like He's putting it all out there for him. And then, you you know, there's theories as to whether or not Han, or whether, I guess, if ben Kylo was, killed him right. or if it was Han who exactly. helped him. Yeah. Regardless of how you feel there, it, my opinion is it doesn't matter because he was doing whatever it, his it son took. needed him to do. Yeah, yeah. And I thought that that was just in, in, an incredible thing. Oh, um, yeah. And that, that moment always stuck with me. It is, and you know what? I thought it was genuinely shocking. We, we kind of figured a hero would die, but seeing that lightsaber go off with it being so quiet there, if you recall being in the theater for the first time, just, you know, your heart's beating and then it was shocking. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, it absolutely was. It was and it was just so like, and it was, it just so sudden. Like he dies and then he's just gone. Like yeah. there's no That's funeral. It. There's no nothing. Um, that is it for Han. But I love the part where Maz, even when they're on um, Takodana, when uh, she's like, you need to stop running. Like, you have to go home. And, yeah. and like, I love, like, how nervous he is when he sees Leia for the first time in a really long time. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> Finn's like, he took Ray, And he's like, kid, I got way more than other things <laughs> to worry about. And he's just like, get out of here. I think uh, old, old man Solo, and he's really not that old, but. The old Han Solo we see in Force Awakens is peak Han Solo for me. It's just my favorite how how grumpy he is, how like he doesn't have time for people. He just wants his Millennium Falcon and wants to go home and he gets Yeah. Like Mod says, you're right back in the, the middle of it kinda. Yep, yep. I thought that was uh that's my favorite Han Solo. But uh we want to hear from you. Share, you know, as a listener, your favorite Han Solo moments. Let us know uh in the comments, whether it's on our social media networks or uh, on Facebook, on SoundCloud, you name it. We want to hear from you because we'd, we'd love to share those. Wrapping up here, any final thoughts on going into Solo, a Star Wars story? This is the last time Walking Carpet will get together before that movie takes off. Any final thoughts? I really want I, I really want a gambling scene. I want I want something that evokes a James Bond casino scene. Oh, there already and was want, one in I, the trailer. Yeah, I know. I, 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 want, I really want to see a lot of that. Um, I, cause I feel like gambling, whether it's with money, whether it's with resources or with people's lives, I feel like that's Han Solo's, that's, that's his pastime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, so that's what I hope I to see the most. Yeah. Sam, what do you want from this movie? What's, um, what's going to make it a successful Star Wars movie for you? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I want, like, I, I can already feel that it's different. Like it's a different side of the war that we haven't seen. Rogue One was dark. This yeah, feels it like it's dark. it's going to be so disconnected from the greater. Yeah, war. yeah, because I don't feel like it's going to lead right up like neatly to a new hope. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It, I feel like there's a couple more stepping stones, but it's gonna nice to it's it's gonna be nice to see the beginning of Han Solo's story, like how he becomes the infamous smuggler. Yeah. I I think that's what I'm looking forward to. Besides, you know, seeing La- Donald Glover play Lando. Very excited about that. Myself. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited about that. I, uh, mostly, I want this movie to be fun. Yeah. I want, you know, I, I like m- those, those comedic moments. I think this is the movie to be funny, if you're going to be funny when it comes to Star Oh, yeah. Wars. I feel like it does have that kind of Guardians of the Galaxy type humor. Sure. And it looks like yeah. a good ensemble yeah. for the yeah. most part. Ragtag group of yeah. people. Mm-hmm. Maybe a bunch of misfits that right. really shouldn't be together. Mm-hmm. But... In, All the way, same. in way over their heads. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. think Woody's going to have a lot of comedic like relief in I it. I think so, too. I, I think they're going to play off each other very well. And um, I have a lot of faith in Ron Howard to get this done. Um, Obviously, he had to reshoot half the, or more than half the movie. So <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's all on the table for him. But if uh, I can't believe to this day that they made that deadline. I thought I would have bet anything that this was going to be delayed to Christmas. All I can think of is those poor actors. Yeah. And I'm wondering how they really honestly did it with Amelia Clark's really crappy schedule. Because they the just Game of Thrones yeah been, yeah <laughs> well no they just felt they just uh, finished filming a fi- it took them fifty five days 
to shoot this one battle. 55 days. In Game of Thrones? In Game of Thrones. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's probably going to be the battle to end all battles, obviously. So. Um, Jeez. But I'm just, yeah, I'm curious. It's, it's, that might be why they pushed it back so long was because Emilio Clark's... Uh, I was going to say, maybe yeah. you're involved in it so Yeah, long. yeah. Like, oh, crap. Well, I, uh, I want it to be fun. Oh, I want a good Han Solo story. I want Han and Chewie to have a good time. Kind of being bros, right? Like, there's... There's no Leia at this point. There's no greater rebel alliance. They're just on a, a heist mission. Whatever yeah. That is. Yeah. It's just them. And There's the, no greater good. Yeah. And I want it to be believable, you know, not something, I don't know, campy. I think you're yeah. going to get a balance yeah. of that at least. I, you know, I think if there's any Star Wars movie that's going to be campy, it may be this one. So well, we shall see. It's a, it's exploring a different side of the Star Wars universe you know there's not the focus on the jedi the force the mm-hmm. Sith. this is you know more this is you know more of a realistic look at it where just like how um rogue one was right yeah. it, it's i like not i like those contained stories where i don't sometimes have to worry about where it's going next yeah yeah but yeah that's that's that right too now. you're getting the whole story within two two and a half hours here you don't you, you don't need to worry about it connecting or mm-hmm. uh being resolved and, it, and it's nice, too, because we know some of the characters already. It wasn't like Rogue One where you were like, ah. Uh, Rolling the uh, dice a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You were kind of like, at the end of Rogue One, I wanted more. Like, mm-hmm. I wanted to get to know these characters much more, and you you can't. Well, a lot of a lot of uh, probably future projects are hinging on the how well this does at the box office. It'll probably do well. Yeah. How could it not? You know, it, it's. I'm sure it'll do fine. But uh, we'll see where they go because they have not announced any future movies past episode nine i would think you know maybe towards the end of the year especially if this does well we'll get that kenobi announcement and then we'll take it from there Mm -hmm. and then find out what's happening with those other two star wars trilogies lots of star wars on the horizon here it's exciting times at the geekiverse let's wrap things up here where can we find you guys on social media what can you tease for the geekiverse.com let us know mr pavlock at you got Jeff, a lot going on. I do have a lot. I I, I don't sleep. <laughs> Sleep's yeah, overrated, yeah, as Bruner yeah. would say. Yeah. Uh, on Twitter at Jeffrey Pavs. First and foremost, given that it's uh, timely with the podcast, Josiah, you and I will be hosting a very special panel at Nickel City Con later this month with Steve Blum, yes. famous voice actor. Zeb from Zeb, Star Wars Rebels. That's right. Um, I know Josiah will be asking a lot. And Spike of questions. from Cowboy Bebop. Yes, most importantly, <laughs> an incredible list of uh, <laughs> yep anime, it's, video games, everything, everything. He's voiced more things than I've seen. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 probably. It's incredible. Otherwise, at that same Nickel City Con, I will be debuting the first book in my high fantasy trilogy, The Legend of Light. First Woo! book is called The Echoes of Light. Yay! Published in collaboration with the Geekiverse, and I cannot thank everyone enough for their support and help so far in getting this work out there. Very exciting stuff. Uh, that's uh, not only a great milestone for Jeff, but also for the Geekiverse as a company. So this is our first publication. Very excited to get that out there. Uh, well, where, where would you say influence is drawn on this? Uh, Legend of Zelda, there? Chronicles of Narnia, uh, the Shannara book series, uh, Earthsea, of course, Lord of the Rings, Hobbit. High fantasy. Yes. Oh, high yeah. High fantasy indeed. Can't wait. Uh, you can read the first three chapters right now right. at thegeekiverse.com. Right. Search Echoes of Light. Yep. Good stuff. Two more coming before we, two more chapters, I should say, before we release the whole book then. So at some point you'll be able to read the first five chapters on there. Yay! Come to Nicholas Egan, Con, buy a, a copy and get an autograph. Yeah, yeah please do. Stuff. Please that'd, do. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Sammy B, what's going on? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Little Beans and Taco Cat. Um, I laugh every single time. Yep. Everyone does. Every Everyone time. does. She says it just little beans and taco cat. She just you says it so casually. Me. Like there's nothing, you know, out of the ordinary about that name. Don't you like my little beans and taco cat? <laughs> um, um, I am. I just finished up Nino Kuni 2, so expect a review from me shortly on that. I am excited to hear your impressions on that. <laughs> I was excited. Well, you kind of gave away a little bit of your feelings on a small segment of it. Yeah. But yeah, I've heard nothing but great, and then Sam oh, drops the negative. Yeah. Something though, if Sam is Sam drops the yeah. negativity we, on yeah. it. <laughs> we saw a fair deal of that in the lead up to it, and at E3. And this is not my typical game, which we we talked about on Geek Scott Game, which is another podcast. But it looked very intriguing to me. Yeah, yeah. So and it was good, and there was just little things that brought it down for me. Like I started off at like a high number, and then I was just like it's ticking away, and I was, ooh, the <laughs> you're, frustration. You're the yeah. Uh, there's a, an episode of 
Third Rock from the Sun, which is a beloved comedy classic for me and a little bit for Pavlok. And uh, I, listen, I was huge into that. No, no, no. I'm oh, not. Okay, yeah. I'm not giving you so that it, look. Okay, no, I want to say. It ties in. I want to see. Yeah, where so you're going Sam with said this? She started with a high score and kind of chipped away at it. So there's one episode where Dick Solomon he doesn't understand the concept of tipping uh, a waitress. <laughs> Or okay. a waiter. Okay, now I remember this. So he tells them, he starts off with $10. He puts it on the table. He goes, this is your maximum tip amount. If you do something I don't like, I'll take away from it. If you do something after that that you like, I'll put back to it. So he would take money off the table constantly or put it back. And it was really funny watching the waiter try to appease him. So <laughs> that's kind of how I imagine Nino Cooney was saying. That's like, almost, no! that's so cruel. <laughs> but so funny. Yeah, I know. I expect uh it's gonna be a worthwhile read uh yeah yeah i uh i i'm way behind on getting this review out uh this so that's on me but video game wise if you like video games playstation 4's god of war uh i finished that a week ago now i'm telling you right now that's gonna be a 10 out of 10 i can't say (laughs) enough you couldn't take anything off of it nothing yeah i actually just picked it up my friend sold it to me for 30 bucks Damn. Yeah, I'm super pumped. Yeah. It is a game that I look forward to playing multiple times through in the coming years. It is so good. And the way with the Norse mythology that it kind of slightly, slightly is related to Infinity War with how Thor acts, which we don't want to spoil anything, is pretty awesome. You'll see it when you get to it, Sam. But God of War, absolute masterpiece. When I think about video games that might be artistic or epic that is on the the list for me, so check that out shortly. Game of the year contender. It uh, I don't see anything. Ga- game of the <laughs> game of the year stealer. What about Red Dead Two? Good luck. Um, Good luck, Red Dead, and that's uh, that's high praise. So we'll see. I mean, Red Dead will be fine. Yeah, we know it'll be fine. But yep. good freaking luck. Anyway, uh, if you like video games, check out our podcast, Geeks Got Game, which appears monthly. Sam, um, you guys are talking about Star Wars next episode of. Girl So Geek. Yes, Yes, we are. We're going to be talking about the ladies. It's, what do we say? Ladies in things or women in (laughs) things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we're not in cardboard boxes. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) But uh, it's going to be the ladies of Star Wars and their impact on the series. I cannot wait to hear that episode. Uh, That'll be a few weeks down the line here. Yes. Uh, I think it's going to be coming out right around when Solo comes out. I think so. I think it's... uh, Probably just about a week or so before, maybe. But yes. Either way, I uh, can't wait to hear that one. Uh, additionally, at thegeekiverse.com, if you like anything Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Avengers, Infinity War related, you are going to like our content there. We have a crap ton of content there right now, over 30 pieces of material that you can go check out, including our video review of the Avengers Infinity War. That is spoiler-free. YouTube.com slash thegeekiverse. Go check that out. Subscribe. Help us out there. Additionally... Uh, if you like what you hear today, you subscribe, you read our content, you watch our videos, uh, and you wouldn't mind helping out, you can subscribe to our official Patreon.com account. It's Patreon.com slash The Geekiverse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support us there. It helps keep the lights on, helps take The Geekiverse to a new level. We'd appreciate that. And if you can't, that's also great. We appreciate you listening now. Nickel City Con coming up in just a few short weeks, May 18th weekend, as Pavlok mentioned. It's going to be Friday, Saturday, Sunday in Buffalo. That's Western New York here. Uh, if you're close by at all, make the trip. It's going to be worth it. We're going to be hosting a, a slew of things, uh, as Pavlok mentioned. I'm also going to be sitting down with John Heater of Napoleon Dynamite fame. Uh, additionally, we're going to be hosting Star Wars Trivia three nights. Uh, so night one is the prequels. Night two is going to be the original trilogy. And night three, you're going to be talking about Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. So uh, come out, win some great prizes there. Say hi to us. We'd love to meet you. Lots coming on. Shortly after that, on to E3. Yep. It's a time for no sleep. It's a good time. Good time of year. Good time of year. It's Gamer's Christmas. (laughs) Gamer's Christmas is right. Thank you so much for uh, listening to this episode. We'll see you for the solo, a Star Wars story spoiler cast, which you can listen to on iTunes and SoundCloud. The Night of Solo, A Star Wars Story comes out, which is May 24th. Jeez, we're almost there. Oh my gosh, we are. are When was Avengers originally supposed to come out? May 4th, so the 3rd, really. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Would have been a lot to cram in. It really would have. I'd probably be still seeing (laughs) Infinity War for like the fifth time and having to like 
wheel into solo right after get an extra large popcorn by the way (laughs) (laughs) how am i supposed to live pool two comes out may 17th i wonder if regal's hiring (laughs) (laughs) they uh there's i think they get to see a free movie day something like that as an employee i don't know there's something there it's better than movie pass i know that (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so yeah lots uh lots going on for sammy b for pavlock i am josiah we appreciate you we'll see you in uh a month for the next solo